0: Hi, my name's Roy Thompson. I head up MHA Carpenter Box Wealth Management. We're a firm of independent financial advisors. The Retirement Gym podcast series typically looks at trying to help people make good retirement decisions. However, in this series, which is entitled Coping with Covid, I want to look at some of the issues facing both individuals uh, and businesses as the coronavirus has really upset the apple cart. Uh, the series is broken down into two sections. The first section uh, will be with Dan Hobbs. Uh, Dan is a partner at MHA Carpenter Box, uh, but over the course of the last month or so, uh, he's done an awful lot of work around uh, some of the new government legislation and the announcements uh, that have been put in place to try and help businesses survive this uh, the, the issues with the virus. So uh, without further ado... Uh, I will look to pass on to Dan in our first series. So, Dan, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Roy. Nice to join you. Thank
0: you very much for taking the time out. I know you've been busy. Uh, Dan, I I suppose at at, a high level... Uh, there's a lot of talk uh, uh, about some of the provisions and some of the assistance the government's put in place. There's quite a lot of rhetoric in the, in the news, some of which is um, perhaps slightly negative. Some some has been positive. So, can you tell me at just a, a high level what uses the, the the main attributes of what the government has done uh, and the sorts of individuals they're going to help?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been lots of announcements by the government over the last couple of weeks, and it's certainly picking up pace. But I think it's fair to say that the government is trying to come up and adapt these schemes as things go, and they can see kind of how the outbreak unfolds. And I think a crucial thing in all of this is going to be how long we stay on lockdown. But certainly, there are a number of important kind of provisions that have been announced, really aimed at kind of protecting businesses through these very tough times um, and individuals through either their kind of just generally being able to pay their household bills but also thinking about jobs and and, and that's really looking at at individuals themselves but but also business. I mean the the government knows coming out of the other side of this Functional businesses are going to be very important for the con- the economy, but equally we want to make sure we don't have mass unemployment. So I think one one of the really important ones to start with is the coronavirus job retention scheme. So this, this is perhaps one of the most comprehensive and biggest aid packages that yeah. they've offered to UK business, um, and and that fundamentally is designed to protect jobs. Now. At times like this, we've got plenty of businesses that are not able to utilise their staff and that could be for any number of reasons. You know, the retail sector's obviously been hit very hard. They've been told they have to shut their doors. Well, they, they've got a pretty much an entire workforce that can't do any work. But other businesses will be affected as well um, through perhaps orders being cancelled, work dropping off, supply chain issues, you name it. And if those employees can't work, normally the first thing a business would be turning to is potential redundancy. Now, the job retention scheme has been designed to help businesses try and avoid that decision. So, In a nutshell, what the government has offered to do where a business cannot put their workers to work as a result of the coronavirus, for whatever reason, and that business can choose to furlough those workers. And what that essentially means is their employment gets put on temporary hold. Now for any employee that gets furloughed, the government has undertaken to reimburse that business with 80% of their salary, subject to a maximum cap of £2,500 a month, Um, and that scheme runs with effect from the 1st of March up until the 31st of May, Um, but they have already said it can and will be extended if necessary.
0: OK, and that's quite an important point, isn't it? Because uh, I know I've certainly had a number of conversations with individuals uh, around when it starts, whether, whether it's in place for long enough. I've had some people say, well, I'm only going to benefit for two months. Uh, and what you're saying is that's as it stands at the moment. And, and these things, uh, along with how the economic position with the virus is evolving, these things can evolve as well.
1: Yeah, indeed, it's very much a moving feast. And we've already seen that the government have kind of updated their kind of rules and guidance on this as as things go. So um, we still don't have the full detail we haven't got any draft legislation or law but but we do now have a fair amount of guidance from the government and hmrc on on how they think this scheme is going to work in detail um, and who it applies to so businesses can at least start making informed decisions on the subject
0: yeah and i think that's uh, certainly when it first came out or there was the first announcement there was it seemed to me that there was an initial wave of people feeling of perhaps a little bit of a sense of relief that, you know, they were previously worried about, A, their business or, or individually their job role, um, you know, and this seems like a bit of a lifeline to, to support that, to, to to really help the economy when, uh, I guess, when things come out, then when, when we come out the other side, as you say. Um, but what what in the press seemed to be the case is that, uh, you know, there was a kind of a lack of detail, or there was quite a lot of hearsay about what the detail was and who would benefit from this scheme um, but but largely it's any employer as I as, as I understand what you're saying um, can claim this provision for their workers where they can't put them to good use or can't put them to use.
1: Yeah that's absolutely right it's it's open to all employers from the the very large to the very small um, the, the only real requirement is that the employees that are considering being furloughed, Um, cannot be put to work as a result of the coronavirus in in one form or another.
0: Okay, And um, uh, sort of other questions people have, does it have to be until the the end of May or can workers um, come back to work during that period of time if in fact businesses perhaps pick up a little bit?
1: Yeah. So the provisions are fairly flexible. So a business can choose to furlough an employee for all the way up to the end of May if they want to. Um, in principle, they could furlough them for a longer time. But as things currently stand, the government will only reimburse salary up to the end of May unless they uh, unless they extend the scheme. Um, the, there is, however, a minimum furlough period, and that's a period of three weeks. So um, what some Businesses are choosing to do is furlough their employees perhaps until the end of May. And and I should mention, you don't have to furlough your entire workforce, you can pick any number and to suit the needs at the time. And if circumstances change, so you know, the Prime Minister may come at the end of April and say, Well, actually, we're starting to ease up on some of the lockdown provisions, so businesses may decide they need some of their workforce back, or they can recall them during the furlough period okay
0: so that's great so it's got a flexible scheme um and as you say it gives quite a lot of power to to for an employer to retain an employee um for when for when business returns to perhaps slightly more better times
1: yeah but that's th- right
0: following on from that then there was quite a lot of rhetoric that the the self-employed or you know owners of limited companies had been uh perhaps left behind so uh, but more recently uh, we've had further updates from the government and, and there's now schemes available for, uh, for, for the uh, well certainly the self-employed. So, so tell us a little bit about that Dan.
1: Yeah, I mean that—that's that, right. There, when the job retention scheme was first announced, it, it was very well received, and, and it is a good scheme. But you know, the obvious question was, what about people that work for themselves, people that don't have jobs? How are the government going to support those people? So what we've got now is we've got a support scheme for self-employed individuals, and that quite closely mirrors the job retention scheme in in many ways. So it, it's going to apply for a period of three months, like the job retention scheme. Um, and the the kind of the amount that self-employed individuals can can receive from the government is it, kind of calculated on the same basis. So a self-employed individual will get 80% of their average profits for a three-month period again subject to a cap of £2,500 per month. So a self-employed individual could receive up to £7,500 grant from the government um, in kind of for the fact that they they would have lost profits as a result of the coronavirus. So that scheme is open for any self-employed individual that runs some form of trading business. Now When I say self-employed, I mean someone who is a sole trader or a member of a partnership. The the very notable exception to all of this is directors of private limited companies. So many small businesses these days um, choose to incorporate and and run businesses through a limited company structure for for kind of good commercial reasons. And indeed, it it makes sensible tax planning in, in many cases. Unfortunately, those individuals cannot benefit from this scheme. Now, what has been said is that directors of limited companies can, in principle, benefit from the job retention scheme. OK,
0: so that's the, the fur, like that as an employee, like a, a furloughed employee. They, it, it seems that they would be able to benefit for, from those those provisions.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that's right. So in principle, there's nothing stopping uh, the, the company furloughing the director that might be involved in running it. Um, It does, however, create a couple of practical problems, um, because one of the requirements for anyone that is furloughed under the job retention scheme is they're not allowed to work during the period in which they're furloughed. So, if you are the person responsible for running the business, well, how how can you really furlough yourself um, if if you're still going to be the person that has to, say, deal with payments to suppliers, answer calls from customers, uh, and just just generally doing the day-to-day. So there's a bit of a question mark over that at the moment.
0: Okay, and that's still not been clarified. That's perhaps one thing that still hasn't been clarified from the government.
1: Yeah, that's right. It it hasn't been clarified. That The the only thing that they have explicitly come out and said in respect to kind of owners of, of kind of small limited companies is that if they do fall within the job retention scheme, it is only their salary element, which will be eligible for the, for the government grant. Now, typically small businesses will, small business owners will be remunerated by way of a small salary uh, with the remainder being made up of, of dividend payments. Unfortunately, those start, dividend yeah. payments can't be included in the calculation.
0: OK, so uh, so there is some benefit, but it's perhaps not as advantageous, it seems, as if you are perhaps an employee uh, or, or, or a self-employed individual or indeed a, a member of a, a partnership. Or, um, so but it's, it's quite, you know, what comes across to me is it's, uh, you know, the word unprecedented has been used an awful lot uh, yeah. over the course of the last uh, two or three weeks. But th- these are these are quite dramatic um, forms of assistance that the government has has put out there and shows the magnitude of what what's happening uh, and uh, it seems to me when when compared and contrasted to perhaps uh, other governments around the world that that that's a reasonable step that the government has made e- even if it's not necessarily perfect you've highlighted there there's some perhaps some winners and losers within that is is that a sort of a fair assessment
1: yeah, I think that's right. I mean, most of these measures at the moment have been designed to address the masses. So uh, there are still plenty of people that are going to fall through the gap for the time being. Um, whether or not the measures will be extended or new ones announced, it's too early to say. Um, all we really can do at this stage is, is keep a lookout for, for for what the government are saying and, and any changes that, that might be announced. But in, until we get the the very detailed rules, in particular the the kind of the law which supports all of this, um, we are guessing to a certain extent on on some of these kind of fringe cases. Okay,
0: yeah, so so so, so they're really useful, uh, and then furthermore that they've sort of introduced uh, the potential for grants or or, or or loan structures that you can seek to obtain through your banks, just at very high level for those business owners listening to that. What what, what sort of key Key things should they be taking away, and perhaps what would they need to be uh, to produce to, to be prepared uh, for? You know, when they approach their bank uh, for for lending.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, though, those two things I've just spoken about are are just two of the measures that the government have, have announced to support business. There are, of course, some others. So you you just mentioned the the kind of the borrowing scheme. There, so we've got the coronavirus uh, business interruption loan scheme. So that is effectively a way of the government releasing funding, so banks can provide loans to businesses that have been affected by coronavirus to help them through cash flow difficulties, perhaps where their shops are shut or customers aren't paying, whatever the reason might be. Now, under these under this specific scheme, a business can apply to a bank for. funding facility, and that could be in form of a loan or perhaps an overdraft, it it will depend on a case by case basis. Um, And the bank will be able to lend to that business and the government will provide the bank with a guarantee of up to 80% of the loan value. Now, the reason that's so important is one of the main reasons a bank may not lend to a business is because there isn't sufficient security in the business to, to warrant the borrowing. So typically, if a bank was going to lend a business £100,000, what they'd want to look at is, well, in the event the business couldn't repay that loan, what might I be able to take possession of or sell in order to get my money back? And if a business doesn't have a lot of assets in terms of perhaps property or other tangible assets that could be moved or or lots of money owing to them from customers, the, the banks will generally be quite nervous about lending that. So the government providing this kind of eighty percent guarantee reduces the bank's risk significantly.
0: Good, yeah. So so that you know that's quite a gain. In addition to the sort of provisions they've made for for employers to help their workforce, that 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 is a, a step further to help the wider business and, and the sustainability of that. Um, what when approaching, what, what sort of things will the bank be, uh, you know, the bank typically be asking for? So, uh, you know, from a purely organisational point of view, what is it that uh, business owners need to prepare um, typically when they approach a bank for lending of that nature?
1: So uh, the the bank will still want to assess that the business itself is is viable. So security is an important factor but Perhaps the more important one is the bank wants to make sure that they're lending to a business which which has a, a good model. It is a good, viable business. Now, I would say that they are taking into account that during the, this period of crisis, well, there's going to be plenty of businesses that were looking good and profitable that may not be for the short term. So they are very much looking at the state of business pre-outbreak and what it looked like. So, what what we're expecting and what a lot of banks are asking for is kind of financial information to support any application. So, that will normally be in the form of kind of recent statutory or management accounts to show historic business profitability and, and kind of turnover. But they're also looking for kind of forecasts in the next twelve. 24, 36 months, depending on kind of term of borrowing, to try and get an assessment of what business cash flow is going to look like. So anyone looking to apply for some kind of funding, and whether it's under the the coronavirus uh, business interruption loan scheme or other borrowing, it's going to certainly be worthwhile having that kind of financial information ready or certainly be in the process of preparing it.
0: As part of that, uh, so so quite normal things. The bank is still going to be looking for, uh, you, you know, these aren't things that they uh, they're not additional things that they're, they're not things they wouldn't normally ask for when when you approach for lending. So you should approach if you're a business owner, you should approach the bank in the same way with an open conversation around sort of security uh, and perhaps your cash flows and, and management accounts, all of which will help speed up the process. I guess uh, you know when you do when you do manage to speak to the bank and, and and get you know get a conversation started on that subject.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So so Dan, we've been speaking for, t- for 10, 15 minutes. It's um obviously a very trying time, as I referenced at the beginning for individuals, lots of people worried about uh, you know, not only their own health and their family's health, but the, the health of their own business or the, their employed uh position. So uh, hopefully some of that information that you've just gone through has been useful. Um where can people go so having listened to this um which covers things at very high level what sort of resources can can they access that that perhaps you've prepared
1: yeah so um i mean we as a firm we've produced a coronavirus hub which is available on our website so if you were to go to www.carpenterbox.com our website has a whole host of resources which are being updated daily uh, as matters progress. So there's a whole host of information there for measures which are available for businesses to take advantage of um, and indeed measures for individuals as well and what they may be able to uh, kind of available to help them through these difficult times. Um, So we're updating that regularly. Um, Beyond that I I would always recommend people try and go to official sources if, if they want to look for things um, you know the. gov website is being updated as and when new measures are announced the the only kind of qualification I would add to that is that it's not always worded in a very user-friendly environment so the content we uh, produce is somewhat distilled uh summary of, of what's published on the on the government website. Um, yeah. there's also a webinar that that we've produced recently which kind of discusses some of these topics in further detail so that is live on our website and available for anyone to watch as well
0: dan that's been really really useful and um, hopefully has covered off some of the main points that uh, a lot of people have had questions about uh, at the moment so thanks very much for your time today uh, and i'll let you get on i know you're busy with people uh, inquiring about these sort of things and you're looking to provide assistance
1: so thank, thanks very much. No problem Roy thanks for having me. Uh,
0: in the second part of the series um, I'll be speaking with Kelvin Riches. Kelvin is a chartered financial planner uh, and he spent a lot of time in the last month dealing with individuals as they become more and more concerned uh, around their own personal finances. Uh, should you need further resource then I would point you to uh, MHA Carpenterbox coronavirus hub so which can be found at www.carpenterbox.com forward slash coronavirus thank you for listening